We have finally made it to week one, and I'm looking for Justin Herbert to dominate from the outset, not to be better than Tua Tagovailoa, not to show that he can live up to his new contract, but to show this team he's the man to lead them to new heights in 2023. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for eight seasons now, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Daniel, after an entire offseason, after a devastating loss in the playoffs, it is now time to strap it up and play some football. On today's show, we're going to give you our keys to success on offense and on defense, what the Chargers need to do to slow down Tua and what the Chargers need to do to win this football game. Excited for this prediction segment. You know, first prediction of the season, bold predictions, first bold predictions of the season but this episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code all lowercase locked on nfl for a deposit match up to 100 dollars. football is back and we get to watch the chargers in a game and i'm not gonna lie i did just watch all in before the show and i mean that if you haven't watched it by the chargers we'll get you on the level you need to be but it made me think it's time to make a statement. And I think there's a lot of things that are applicable from that first episode of all in the, you know, very big things like finishing games, learning from that last loss against the Jaguars. And for me, I'm looking at Justin Herbert, right? This team goes with him. We'll see how long it takes this offense to get in rhythm, but he's going up against a good defense in week one. And I think an important part of this season for the chargers is going to be no matter who you're going up against all the good teams you have to go up against, you have a guy that can go get it done. And I think it's going to be very important for Justin Herbert in week one to show he's that dude to show and kind of put himself on the map as an MVP contender. Right. And to show that he's not afraid of anybody and he's going to go out there and win double digit 12 games, even potentially this season. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's just it's the attitude of I don't care what defense you're playing against me. I'm going to go out there and dominate because I can, because I have the ability to to do so, because I have the offensive line in front of me, because I have the weapons at my disposal to go out and let it rip. And I can touch anywhere on the football field with accuracy. That is the mentality that Justin Herbert needs to bring into game one. And that kind of leads into my key is you've talked about it all offseason. Now it's time to let it rip. Now it's time to attack deep down the field. You have the weapons. And even last year, you look at the matchups. Mike Williams against Xavier Howard had a lot of success. Three catches on uh, on three targets for 97 yards. Also, you you got uh, Keenan Allen versus Cater Kohu, who caught four out of his five receptions uh, against him. So there are matchups, you know, that the Chargers have that they should be able to utilize and to exploit this Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah, now Eli Apple's out there, too. I think it'll be important to exploit, you know, where the Dolphins are missing someone like Jalen Ramsey, right? He's hurt. Yes. Attack where he isn't. I mean, Cater Coe, Xavier Howard, you know, who's potentially lost half a step like we heard Kyle Krabs yesterday talk about. And I think, you know, going to what he said yesterday, too, finding all those new players, finding those new players that are in this new system under Vic Fangio, the new guys on this defense. 
And I think for me, one of the big keys for this game is Kellen Moore finding the mismatches, right? Finding yeah. and using his formations to create numbers advantages for the Chargers. And one of the things I saw in a lot of the ways that other teams are trying to beat the cover two shell, right? And that two deep safety look that pretty much everyone, including the Chargers, are running defensively is to use four by one sets, which is basically overloading one side of the field with four receiving options and using one receiving option on the other side. And basically what that does is it strains the tendencies and the assignments of what Brandon Staley and Vic Fangio like to go defensively. So yeah. if you play zone against it and you overcompensate to the, the strong side, then you're going to get a one-on-one -on -one matchup for someone like Keenan Allen on the other side that's going to you know be in their favor every time. And if you try to run man against it, then you have four guys on the same side who are running pick and rub routes, and that can really use that numbers advantage to open things up, as well as the running game, right? Loading up on one side, finding those running game you know, mismatches, and opening up the defense that way. It's something the Chiefs have used against Brandon Staley in the past to try to beat Brandon Staley's defense, and I think it's something here that pretty much no matter what defense they use against it, there are options and there you know, are ways and solutions that you can beat it. So that is one thing that teams are trying to do to beat that Brandon Staley cover six look basically where they have two deep guys in one half of the field and only one deep guy on the other half of the field. That is something I think Kellen Moore is probably looking at and saying, hey, we can get some things going there. Well, Daniel, it's all about gathering as much information as you can to be able to put yourself in the best plays. And that's why I think uh, when they were doing a lot of those four-by-one sets, you were seeing a lot of motion. You were seeing a lot of receivers going from one side to the other, yeah. which is usually a very strong indicator if it's going to be zone or if it's going to be man coverage right. on any particular side of the field. So expect the Chargers to use motion a lot to gather more information so Justin Herbert can put the Chargers in the right plays. I think for me, one of my keys is in the running game is to focus on the perimeter as far as your rushing attack the Dolphins have two interior defensive linemen that are fantastic against the run Christian Wilkins and Zach Seiler both had a run defensive grade close to 80 last season so they were fantastic in the interior got great uh penetration really was able to bring guys down Christian Wilkins dominated the Chargers last year and dominated their offensive line even though it was a bad game by the Dolphins yeah. overall he was a menace in this matchup last year you're right, and, and fortunately for the Chargers, this time they're going to have both of their starting tackles out there. They did not have either Rashawn Slater nor Trey Pipkins in the last game, and I think when I look at Bradley Chubb and I look at Jalen Phillips, I see a size and strength match matchup favor for the Chargers with Rashawn Slater and Jalen and excuse me Trey Pipkins going up against those two. So attack the perimeters, make those guys have to fight through Rashawn Slater, fight through Trey Pipkins, get those guys moving, get those guys in space, and I think you're going to get a lot uh, of uh, running lanes available on the outsides for the Chargers to exploit. Yeah, and I think there's multiple reasons that you want to run the football right. I mean, I think it, it, to me. It's about setting the tone, right? Yeah. It's about showing we're going to out physical you at the line of scrimmage. The Chargers have not been that team in a very long time, right? Where they're going up and they feel like they're the stronger group up front, that they're going to push your defensive line around. Yeah. I mean, you're probably talking about the 2000s, the last time the Chargers right. could legitimately feel like that and be right about it, right? The Chargers have those guys and they have I think the scheme now to do that so for me yeah. it's setting the tone with the running game get north and south show you're the more physical team and I think it also helps keep those pass rushers off balance right I mean yeah. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb both dudes who are better against the pass than they are the run yeah that is a, a somewhere where you can exploit that keep them on their heels but and I'm not saying you know bash your head into a wall and just run it on first down every time no. what I'm saying is impose your will a little bit right and I yeah. think the other thing 
that you saw, especially in the preseason, was getting those explosive plays from the running game. Just a total lack of that last year outside of a couple situations, a couple outliers. The Chargers were not getting explosive gains in the running game. This offseason, this preseason, you saw 235-plus yard touchdowns to Elijah Dotson. You saw a 75-yard touchdown from Josh Kelly. You saw a 71-yard touchdown call back from Isaiah Spiller. That can be a way for you to get explosives in this game. And the other part of it, David, is finishing. Big part of all in. If you want to finish the games right, they showed the tape. They showed the eight carries for eight yards in the Jaguars game. If you can get that running game and set the tone there, it's going to help you finish the game as well. Absolutely. And I think that kind of also coincides a little bit with my one of my last keys, which is run it up. I mean, when you get to the red zone, it's time to punch it into the end zone. I'm not settling for field goals. I mean, we're not settling to run the clock out. We're trying to run up the score and put the game away. That's what I want to see in this game. Just like Daniel said in the beginning, it's about making a statement. And part of that statement means leaving absolutely no doubt who is going to win this football game. And the Chargers have the team to be able to do it. Well, if you look at the last year's game, right, new, new coordinators on both sides for each team, right? At the same time, though, in that game, you let them hang around. It was some Absolutely. fluky things that happened, but, like, that was a one-score game at the end of it. The Chargers dominated most yeah, of that game. it was not even close. But those were some of the signs that were on the wall during the season that it's like this team keeps leaving these openings. They keep leaving the door cracked open. Yeah. Go and finish this game. Make Mike McCarthy mad, right? That's one of the things you didn't like about <laughs> Kellen Moore was him trying to run up the score. Yeah. If you want to make a statement as a team, you run up the score on a really good defense that the Miami Dolphins should have. It's not going to be easy, right? But the Dolphins have a darn good offense as well, right? So I think this Chargers offense is going to need to put up some points in this game, even though I think the Chargers defense will be better. But I do think one thing's for sure. I think Brandon Staley needs to cook up another defensive masterclass in this one and come up with a counterpunch to Mike McDaniel's counterpunch. Mike McDaniel's is scoffing at Brandon Staley's defensive game plan. And I think the other big thing, Joey Bosa, Quill Mack back on the field together again. Time to punish an offensive line that might not have Teron Armstead when this game starts. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Nutrafol because you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a full body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. The best part about Nutrafol is that it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after only six months of taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for a healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. David, it's time to get into our keys for success on the defensive side of things here. And I think the defense is a little easier to kind of find the keys than the offense because the offense is going up against a new defense now. For Miami, a totally kind of night and day switch between their defense last year and what it's going to be this year. We know what Mike McDaniels did well last year, and we saw that Brandon Staley absolutely undressed him in that game. He absolutely yeah. <laughs> just battered to a tongue of Iloa and, and, and highlighted all of the weak spots into his game last year because the Dolphins season went off the rails. Tua got hurt. It's it's hard 
to remember that this was one of the best offenses in the NFL. Like Tua was putting up some yeah, of I mean, the they, best they, numbers they were in the and four, NFL. and they were just dominating everybody, throwing it deep down the field and just daring people to stop them, and they couldn't. Yeah, and they made Tua try to beat them outside the numbers. They got physical with the receivers to throw off the timing. They tried to take away the middle of the field with the safeties and using kind of those robber coverages to make things tough. And McDaniel, like I said, kind of scoffed when he was talking about Brandon Steely's game plan because you know that's something he's thought about. But I think the other big thing that he did, David, was he ended up holding Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two dudes who were absolutely torching the entire league, six catches on 14 targets for 112 yards, right? Yeah. 60 of those were on a play that Michael Davis tripped, right? Yeah, yeah. So without that, that's five catches for 52 yards on 14 targets. Like, he absolutely neutralized two of the most explosive weapons in the entire league, and I'm looking for Brand Steele to cook something up and have that counterpunch to whatever Mike McDaniel is going to try to switch up in this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the elements of that game plan that I would like to see return whenever it applies, whenever it's possible, is getting physical with those wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. If you're yeah. in a, a man-to-man coverage look, I mean, the best way to slow down Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill is not let not let them get a free release. Yeah. Don't let get them before just they run get up started. the sideline. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, you got five yards to be able to abuse those guys. Do it. Use it. You absolutely should. Now, obviously, it's only when the, the coverage dictates, but that's definitely one of the things. You have to make sure that you stop them from getting that free release. I think one of the things that is going to be different in this football game is that the I think the Miami Dolphins are going to try to establish the running game. They are really going to try to stick with it uh, because that's one of the things that Mike McDaniel brings to the table. I mean, he was you know one of the better run game coordinators in the league, uh, very uh, important to the San Francisco uh, uh, rushing offense. Yeah, 49ers offense. for sure. Yeah, the 49ers Under Kosh, rushing Anaheim, offense. Yeah. yeah, and so he's going to try to establish They were bad game. at it last year. I mean, yeah, they, they, there's they no were. two ways about it. I mean, they were not a good rushing team last year. But but against the Chargers, they did do well. I mean, 19 carries, 92 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, but they didn't <laughs> That means they were it. .6 yards per carry worse than the average team against the Chargers because the Chargers gave up 5.4 freaking yards per carry last year, which is insane. Oh, man. Yeah, I hope but we that, never I mean, the Chargers to. had a huge lead, too, right? And yeah. that dictated a lot of it. They couldn't just run the ball last year because they were trying to come back for most of the game. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins are going to try to impose their will. They're going to have Raheem Mostert, Salvan Ahmed, and, of course, De- Devon A-Chain, the, the rookie. They're all going to get carries, all going to get touches. And the Chargers need to make sure that they stay disciplined uh, on the edges, and they need to make sure that they tackle Tackle, 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 tackle in open space. Make sure that you rally to the football. That's one of my other keys is rally to the football. It's a lot easier to make tackles when there's five or six other defenders helping you drag the ball carrier down. Play some team defense. Yeah, I mean, the tackling has to show up. It was one of my keys as well because it's something we heard about the improvements all offseason, but we haven't actually seen it in any practical sense yet outside of a lot of the reserves on this team, right? But tackling obviously helps in every regard but it's about the angles it's about getting bodies and helmets to the ball like david's saying because you're going to miss tackles at some point this team's not going to go from the worst tackling team in the league to the best tackling team in the league overnight but when you have two guys that are trying to make a tackle now it becomes twice as hard right so like getting guys to slow guys down rallying to the football and really not letting moderate gains turn into huge gains because tackling is also what that's going to do is going to stop the explosive plays. You have two elite yards after the catch threats and Jalen model and Tyreek Hill. There's a ton of speed on this Miami offense. 
and one miss really could lead to a touchdown. Like, that's just what it is going up against this Mike McDaniel and this, you know, Miami Dolphins offense that has a bunch of 4-3 dudes, right? Everything the Chargers want speed-wise, they have on that offense. Raheem Mostert, another, you know, maybe the fastest running back in the league, too. So, I think the last thing for me, David, punish the Dolphins offensive line. And and it's Mm -hmm. twofold, right? It's punish the Dolphins offensive line, who's probably going to be out, you know, without Teron Armstead. I mean, he's out of practice all week. DNP's on Wednesday and Thursday. And it says on the thing, he's out with a neck and a back and a, a a knee, I believe. All three of those things. Yeah, Jesus, he has three. Already? He has three designations, and, and you don't know for sure. He hasn't officially been ruled out yet. But his backup is Kendall Lamb, who's who played 32 snaps last year. And on the other side of that, you have Austin Jackson, who played all of 84 snaps in 2022. It's a new right tackle for them going in this year. And then you have them going up against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I think if you can get the pressure onto a Tagovailoa, if you can stop him. From getting comfortable, I think you're going to open up a lot of turnover opportunities in this game with that, too. Yeah, Teron Armstead not looking like he's going to play. Obviously, we don't know yet. He hasn't been officially ruled out, but it's not looking very promising. So, um, under that premise, it seems like Kendall Lamb's probably going to be out there as the starting left tackle for the Miami Dolphins. And Kendall Lamb has not played more than 115 snaps in any of the last four seasons. So not a lot of experience there. And honestly, I think they should uh, let Joey Bosa and and Khalil Mack kind of take turns and see (laughs) which one of their styles is going to be more effective against Kendall Lamb because that's the beautiful thing. Just throwing different looks at him, right? Like It's just like a pitcher. Like you bring in a relief pitcher and he's, you know, throwing 10 miles an hour faster than the guy before. Like that's going to throw you off. So I love that, you know, using both of those guys, giving him different looks, really, really trying to strain him. Absolutely. I mean, Joey Bosa is a finesse guy, just very, very, uh, I mean, obviously very strong as well, but great hand usage. Cleo Max is straight power, dude. I mean, he, he can run you completely over. And I mean, we saw it last year. We saw him forklift offensive linemen into the quarterback for sacks. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. I just want to see which one of these guys um, is going to be able to stress him out the most. Also, I want to make sure that they make him have to pick up stunts and pick up twists. Make him have to think. Make him have to identify who's coming, where they're coming from. I think the Chargers definitely have the pass rushers to be able to confuse both of these tackles, not just Kendall Lamb, but they should get creative. Move these guys around and really have to identify where, where Joey and Khalil is on every single snap. I agree with you, and I think it's a fine line, right? Because I think when teams get too tied up trying to run stunts and twists, they end up taking longer to end up getting to the quarterback because it's sure. a, a longer developing type of play, right? Where right. it's like last year they had to do that a lot because they didn't have very good edge rushers out there, right? For the most yeah. part, opposite Khalil Mack. So you kind of had to do what you had to do. Now you have dudes who can just beat these dudes one-on-one, no problem. Like I don't need Joey Bosa going and, and fighting off a guard in the inside when their interior is much stronger than the outside. Right. Send him, make this dude beat him one-on-one. The straightest path to the quarterback is a straight line, right? The mm-hmm. quickest pass is a straight line. So, yep. uh, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how that, how they try to kind of protect that offensive line because from the outside looking in, that seems like a huge mismatch Looks like for the season. Chargers. But Tuli Tulipulotu, sneaky mm-hmm. kind of guy to watch in this game because Chris Rump was downgraded to a DNP at Thursday's practice, got injured at Wednesday's practice, according to Brandon Staley. Just like we don't think Tron Armstead is going to play, hard to imagine that. Chris Rump is going to play in this one. Yeah. And then we have three edge rushers, right? Like, hey, Morgan Fox can moonlight right on the outside. He can sure. play edge rusher if he needs to. 
Yeah, they might. Bring I think up we'll Andrew probably Palmer. see somebody elevated from the practice squad just to have more bodies up there. But still, Tui Tuvalotu's the main backup going into this game. I think physically he has shown that he can get the job done. Oh yeah, but that's in the preseason. Now you're going up against grown men who are starting on NFL teams, so it's going to be different. And it's going to be something that if I'm the Dolphins, I'm definitely looking for him, right? I'm trying to single him out. I'm trying to find the rookies and the new players because that's the one big thing about this season is, like, the Chargers are starting no rookies. You know, maybe you could say Quentin Johnson. But, like, last year you had, you know, Zion Johnson stepping in, starting at right tackle. Eventually, Jamari Sawyer starting at left tackle for you. This year there's no rookies starting on this Chargers offense or defense going into it, right? We'll see how everything kind of plays out. But – there's some rookies and some guys who haven't played very much on the Miami Dolphins team, and it'll be interesting to see how the Chargers try to exploit it. But it's time to put our money where our mouths are, David, and get into our bold and our game predictions and see if we both think the Chargers are going 1-0 to start this season. Plus, shout-out to the Lions for making the Chiefs 0-1 to start their season. So we're getting to our bold and game predictions coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, and you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Testing my skills on Prize Pick for the season is going to be the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. This is what I like about Prize Picks that you don't get from other daily fantasy sites. With Prize Picks, it's you versus the projection. It's not you picking a team and some other person picking a team, and you have seven of the same players, and you're hoping the three guys that you have different are going to make the difference. You see the prediction or projections. You know what the matchups are you like, and you can go exploit them. For this game, you can go the Dolphins, or with the Dolphins, you can go Justin Herbert, more or less than 287.5 passing yards, or Jalen Waddle getting more, hopefully less, than 67.5 receiving yards. Those are the kind of projections you're going with on price picks so go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl with the promo code locked on nfl for that deposit match up to 100 all right david woods our first bold in game predictions of the season so excited about this so excited that football is back thank you to everyone who rocked with us through the entire offseason the real and shout out to the ultimate divisional crossover that's still going on right now. And you can see me debate the rest of the hosts in the AFC West and all 32 teams being represented by their locked on expert. But here it is, David, the chargers, you know, all ends great. I love it. It's incredibly well-produced. You could argue it's better than hard knocks. Maybe I just feel like that because it's the chargers, but you could definitely argue it, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's 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 appointment television, man. It's very, very well done. Yeah, of course. But it's all talk, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Brandon Saley can can say the right things in the locker room. These Absolutely. guys can talk about, you know, how much that loss hurt them and how much they're ready to get past it, right? You got to go do it. And you got yeah. a good team in front of you to go try to do it against. So this is it. Make a statement. Go find a way to get this win done. And, David, it'll start with a couple of guys that think maybe having some special performances. Let's get into our bold predictions and start on the offensive side of things. Who are you going with with your very first offensive bold prediction of the season? My very first offensive bold prediction of the season is going to be a guy I have talked about multiple times throughout the offseason who has looked like he is going to have one of the best seasons of his career. And I feel like that is going to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, I think, is going to have a massive first game en route to this fantastic campaign. I'm going to go 10 catches, 145 yards, 
and a touchdown for Keenan Allen. He has been unguardable all offseason. I don't think that's going to stop here in game number one. I love that. I mean, he's definitely one of the guys I had as a candidate for this one. I mean, I went with Justin Herbert for making a statement in this game. I'll stick with it. I mean, I think, I don't know if you're going to see, a, you know, a ton of yards. I mean, I think you will. I think it, this is what I have him going in the first game because I think he's going to be much more efficient, right? I don't think he's going to throw it 50 times in this game, hopefully. But I have Justin Herbert going 27 of 34 for 340 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions in this one. I, I think he finds some good plays. I think he finds Keenan Allen for a 30-plus yard touchdown in this one. And I definitely think that he ends up outplaying to a Tonga Vailoa in this game. Any rushing yards not. in there? Any rushing yards? Yeah, I'm going to say four rushes for 32 yards, eight yards per carry. No touchdowns, though. Let's not, you know, let's not get too crazy. But I think Justin Herbert you know, has a game to make a statement right now. I think he, all the things are in place for him that he didn't have in place last year that Agreed. when he really struggled. And I think he starts his season off hot and starts this MVP campaign off hot. So let's get to the defensive side of things. David, who are you going with? Another guy that's extremely motivated to remind everybody that he can still perform at the highest level. Um, after dealing with some chronic injuries and for really missing most of the season and a guy who is really impossible to replace. And of course, that is Joey Bosa, finally healthy, putting on some good weight in this offseason um, and really seems like he's motivated to go out there and do whatever it takes to win football games. I don't think at this point in his career, it's about the individual stats, although I think he's going to have a great uh, game individually in this one. I'm going two and a half sacks and three tackles for loss. I think Joey Bosa is going to play like a man possessed, and he is going to remind everybody why he is one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. And I think it would be a great way for him to kind of get over that last game because the Chargers lost, and that was all terrible. But, like, yeah. Joey Bosa also had, you know, some really boneheaded plays in that one, and just, you know, this would be a good way to get that bad taste out of his mouth because everyone hates that game. I think Joey Bosa probably hates that game a little bit more than the most, I would yeah. say. So I love to see that. I mean, Quill Mack did start the season with three sacks against Derek Carr in week one last year. I think they combined for four and a half sacks between the two of them. Excited to see what they can do against two tackles that weren't starting last season, potentially. Yes. So I have the Chargers in this one as a team holding the Dolphins rushing attack under 60 rushing yards. And also picking off Tua Tagovailoa twice in this Ooh. one. If they can stop the explosive plays, I really do think they have a shot at it. Like I know it's, it yeah. has, you know, it, it's got to be bold for a reason. And if I was the Dolphins, I would be testing the Chargers' run defense absolutely as much Definitely, and as early yes. as possible. I think though, with Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack out there, right, yeah. being out on the edges. Being able to set more physical edges. Yeah, they're difference makers against the run, yeah. And, and them both adding weight, both being healthier than they were last season. I think that helps, obviously. But it's still going to take the entire team and being more connected, which they have been. And everyone talks about it. The whole team has been talking about it. I'm going to have a bonus bowl prediction, David. Okay, hit it. A special teams bowl prediction. Here we go. I love it. Darius yes. Davis, in his first NFL game, takes a 74-yard punt return back for a touchdown let's go baby I the dolphins may have changed so their badly. defensive coordinator and brought in vic fangio and everyone loved that right but what people don't know is that the dolphins were one of the worst special teams units in the entire league last year and they still have the same special teams offensive coordinator so we saw what darius davis could do against a bad special teams in the preseason i think darius davis gets off to a hot start with a 74 yard pump return for a touchdown it. so yes here it is david i mean 
The sky is the limit at this point. You're 0-0. You have a chance to make a statement in week one. How do you think it goes down? What do you have the final score being? Yeah, I feel like the Chargers are going to get pressure on Tua. I think they're going to force uh, Tua to speed up and make some bad throws. And I think the Chargers are going to be more connected against the run. Uh, I don't think they're going to give up nearly the amount of explosive plays that we saw last year. And I, honestly, I trust the Chargers offensive line to give Herbert time to be able to dissect this Miami Dolphins defense and make the right throws. And so with that being said, I have the Chargers winning this game 34-21. to 21. I have Ooh. them making that statement in week one. A double-digit win against the Dolphins would definitely do it. I mean, the Chargers only have a handful of double-digit wins under Brandon Staley, period, right? So I think to do that against a team that some people are picking to win the AFC East, which is loaded, that would be a heck of a statement, I think. I don't have it quite being that big of a win for the Chargers, but I do have the Chargers pulling out the win in this one. I have the Chargers 31, Dolphins 27. I think the Dolphins probably pull a little closer with a late score that makes it maybe a little closer than it looks, at least in my brain. That's how things are playing out. But I think being at home matters, right? I think not having to go to the East Coast, playing in Miami, which has historically been really, really tough for the Chargers, and they've had some really bad days out there. That Miami flu can get the best of anyone, right? Those nights before the game with the you know some of the top clubs in the world can get the best of the best teams. But I think being at home, with how inspired this team seems to be, I think they come out of the gates hot, and I think that they kind of control things down the stretch and come away with a somewhat comfortable four-point win, but it's still the Chargers, right? So I'm not going to pick them to just go crazy in this one. But it's here. We did it. We made it. Hopefully you guys are back here with us on Sunday night for the post-game show, and hopefully we're celebrating a huge win by the Chargers. Justin Herbert over to a tongue of Iowa. But, man, it's so hard to not to like to. I mean, he's such a nice guy, but Dolphins fans make it a little tough sometimes. But... Such a big game, such huge stakes, even for week one, as you guys were talking about on the crossover on yesterday's show. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, come back or make sure you're subscribing or following for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel so you can back, be back with us on Sunday night for that live post-game reaction to whatever happens in this game, win or lose. And make sure you're following on all of our social media because we post the show everywhere, every day as well. You can find us on Twitter or X at LockedOnLAC. You can find me on there at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on there at DroTalkSD as well as finding us on Instagram at Locked on Chargers and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. Week one, a chance to go 1-0 for Justin Herbert and company. Let's see the Chargers make a statement and come away with a giant victory. But we'll be back with you guys on Sunday night. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.